Christmas is close at hand. I've already listened to Linus and Lucy a million times, so it is certainly the season. Now, if you're like me, people ask all the time what you want and you have no idea. But as a preacher, of course, I spend a lot of my time reading. The Bible, of course, is what I read most, but I try to stay well balanced in my literature. So in this episode of the podcast, I'm just going to give a list of books, commentaries, and even a comic book that you can put on your last minute Christmas list that I would highly recommend and I think would be potentially beneficial to you. So sit back, grab some lactate eggnog, and let's get started. My first two recommendations are, of course, from my main man, Clive Staples Lewis. I am a stan and I'm not afraid to say it. Now, my first recommendation is the classic Mere Christianity. I've been studying again with a friend, and I've been reminded about how helpful C.S. Lewis's thinking is. It's logical and simple, but certainly provides a challenge to both your mind and your actions. It can't replace the Bible nor Bible study, but it provides an excellent commentary on moving out of atheism and into a robust trust in Jesus. Sia says a lot of hard things in this book, and they still remind me that my pursuit of Jesus is incomplete. Still, the journey is hopeful as Jesus turns us into the new men. Now, let's say you've read Mere Christianity, and you've read the signature classics, Who Needs Screwtape Letters or The Great Divorce, already got those on lock. Well, I would point you to Till We Have Faces. An idea has been cooking in my mind on doing a podcast about Christian media and how it is often way too corny to be taken seriously. Fortunately, Till We Have Faces exists. This was C.S. Lewis's favorite writing of his own. It's a retelling of the myth of Psyche and Cupid, but with the message being about Christ. The characters are great and you get lost in the world, and it's just a great story. It's also a perfect book for a rainy day. I've already put it on your wish list for you, so no worries. Moving away from CS, I have a couple of recommendations that are apologetic in nature, but in a different way. My first book is Rembrandt is in the Wind by Russ Ramsey. I'm a bit of a contrarian. In college, we had two humanities classes to choose from. I was at a small school. I could do the annoying walk in the park music appreciation or the more serious and challenging humanities. I signed up for Humanities out of spite, and I ended up falling in love with classic art. The shadows, the detail, the emotion, I love all of it. And one of the big things I learned is how many of these artists were Christians who expressed themselves and taught through their art. And my favorite painter of all was Rembrandt, a Dutch Baroque painter whose lighting and expression is just wonderful. So the title is what encouraged me to pick up this book this year, but Russ's research, passion, and earnestness is what I stayed for. This book is an incredible way for us to see art. People wrestling with God, pining after him, seeking after him, seeking to teach him, finding hope in him, and even believing he's not there. Artists, the true ones, teach us to wrestle and struggle with God. If you love art, this is a great choice. If you are interested in art, but struggling to care, this is also a great choice for that. Lord willing, I will give it a reread in 2024. Now, in a similar vein comes our next book, Our Deepest Desires by Gregory Gassel. 
Have you ever noticed that people crave community and friendship? Have you noticed that they crave love and value? Have you noticed they crave beauty? Have you noticed that you often crave those things as well? Gregory argues that there's a reason for that, and that it's pointing you towards God and the Christian worldview. All too often in my experience, Christians argue for their faith by just smacking people with the Bible or the facts of the resurrection and hoping that will make people Christians. I think a better approach is showing people that Christianity is actually pleasant and valuable and a good thing, and then showing them that it's true as well. People are striving for beauty and long to be loved. In Christ, the truth of beauty and love is found. If that sounds up your alley, pick up this book. The final non-commentary book I want to mention today is called God of All Things by Andrew Wilson. Again, this is another one that I just picked up randomly. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and so I picked this one up just on a whim, and it genuinely helped my Bible reading so much. It also has helped with meditation because Andrew takes a lot of pictures that are used in the Bible to remind us of God's goodness. As I speak about often this podcast, people divorce their religion from their real life, and this book helps bring those things together. It's a great reminder that God is everywhere, and we can be reminded that his teaching and his tender care is everywhere as well. A great read, also a pretty short book. Even my wife, who has just overheard this book, has loved it as well. So from here, I want to address a few commentaries that I read this year that I think would be helpful. My number one recommendation is The Sermon on the Mount and Human Flourishing, A Theological Commentary by Jonathan T. Pennington. I've been preaching through the Sermon on the Mount recently, and one of the dumbest things I've done in my preaching life is underestimate these three chapters. They are chock full of revolutionary, difficult teaching. And to navigate, I have, of course, the Holy Spirit, but also a few other commentaries that have been really beneficial. And Jonathan's is the one that has really stuck out to me. He is great at bringing in the original languages where they're helpful and points to goodness and beauty in that as well, which has kind of been a big theme for me recently. All of this, at the same time, does not compromise the message of Jesus and the radical nature of the kingdom. I have learned just so much. Also, my commentaries are usually biased more towards readability versus academia, so that's something to note as well. D.A. Carson's commentary on the Sermon on the Mount is also pretty good, but in my opinion, it's not as good as Jonathan Pennington's. So those are my two recommendations if you're looking Sermon on the Mount direction. One of my favorites of all time that I want to put on this list for you is The Message of the Twelve, Hearing the Voice of the Minor Prophets by Al Fuhrer and Gary Yates. Again, in this commentary, the original languages are there, but they aren't overbearing, and they do a good job of bringing out stuff like puns that are found in the Hebrew and showing off just the beauty of the literature that is found in the Minor Prophets. I have loved this book, especially because it's a reminder that the Minor Prophets are relevant. Whether it be the name that we've given them, as in the Minor Prophets, or a failure of preachers and teachers, the Minor Prophets have kind of become those second-class citizens of the Bible and that's pretty wrong. And so, if you are struggling to understand them, here is a great book to help them be more helpful to you. 
Sometimes as we teach Ecclesiastes, it's this rush to get to chapter 12 and the fear God and keep his commandments. But there's a slog of vanity and injustice before you get there. Kidner does a great job of keeping us in that existential dread, waiting for the words of the shepherd to finally lead us home. My last recommendation in terms of commentary is The Message of James by Alec Moyer. James is a very practical book, but sometimes people forget the pictures of grace that are laced all throughout. I have been teaching through James, so this book was really helpful for that, and I'm sure it will help you too if you're interested in going through and reading. If you're into a more academic commentary, Moyer's commentary on Isaiah is straight beef. It's good, and it can be helpful with the original languages and chiasms and stuff, but it is not for the faint of heart. So I'll leave that for you. My last recommendation, as I mentioned, is a comic book. I'm a pretty big nerd, and so when I'm not reading theology, I'm probably reading a comic book. If you're interested, I would recommend Jason Aaron's Thor, God of Thunder, Volume 1, The God Butcher. Ooh, scandal, a preacher recommending reading about another god. If you saw Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, the new, it was a pretty recent Marvel movie, but you were disappointed by it, like I very much was, read this book. It takes seriously existential questions about faith, about God, and the question of, do gods care or do they matter? Gore, the villain, believes that gods are villains who are cruel, evil, and selfish, so he goes out to destroy him. Now, he's right about most of the gods, except he's not right about Thor. So as I read the book, I was just reminded of the one true God and what a pleasure it is to serve him. And this God could not only not be killed by Gore if Gore existed, and he totally undermines Gore's philosophy because of how loving and caring he is for us. So if you like comics, or maybe you just want to jump into one because I recommend it, Jason Aaron's Thor God of Thunder Volume 1 is an excellent place to start. Now, I'm just about done here, but I want to just thank everyone. I checked our Spotify wrapped for this year, and we're the number one podcast for a few of you out there listening, and that's just so awesome, and I appreciate your listening. I really hope that what I bring to the table gives you things to think about, and most importantly, a deep appreciation for the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. I hope this podcast is all about compassion and grace and truth. So with that being said, I want to give away two of these books that I recommended as a Merry Christmas and a thank you to all of you. So I'm going to give away Till We Have Faces by C.S. Lewis and The Sermon on the Mount and Human Flourishing. If you're interested in these books, head over to our Instagram page at The Pilgrim Song to enter. And there's some information there. So thank you guys for your support. Merry Christmas and God bless you.